This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Do you desire to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ? If so, Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota, invites you to register for a men's or women's Ignatian Silent Retreat in 2020. Every retreat is led by an experienced retreat director who will offer a series of points for prayer, inviting you to a personal encounter with Christ. For more information, you can call 605-263-1040 or visit broom-tree.org. Hey everyone, thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Brandon Clark, joined by Father Greg Hammond. Good morning. Good morning, and uh, can you believe it's we're, we're already three quarters of the way through yeah, the show, Father. Yeah, working our way through. We've been having a great morning. We've uh, been discussing rural life. We've been talking about upcoming priestly ordinations in the Diocese of Fargo. We've been talking about theology of the body and camping outdoors. It really, I mean, it's it's been a great morning. And now we get to end the show by visiting with the shepherd of the Diocese of Fargo, Bishop John Folda. So good morning, Bishop. Thanks for being on with us this morning. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Great to have you. So uh, before we get into the topic of the morning, we just finished up a conversation with Father Neil Pfeiffer of uh, the diocese talking about the Rural Life Celebration. Maybe just give us a a 30-second promo on why you think people uh, should come out and celebrate this day on Sunday, July 12th. Well, you know, our diocese has so many rural communities, Brandon, and for the last couple of years we've been doing this Rural Life Celebration. It's a mass, it's a gathering at a at a local farm around the diocese, and uh, we've moved it around to different parts of the diocese. The first year we did it was in Harvey. Last year was up by Grafton. This year it's up by Napoleon. So I just really want to encourage our rural families and and, uh, parishioners to consider joining in for the celebration. It's just kind of a a day to celebrate our rural life and our, our Catholic faith in the context of 
uh, our rural communities and parishes. So it's a it's a it's a lot of fun. It's a kind of a spiritual, but also a celebration event. So I, I'd say, come one, come all. Great, thank you. Well, Bishop Fulda, we imagine that you've been our you've been uh, the bishop of our diocese for about seven years now, and uh, just what the whole world has received over the past few months has been so. so uh, profound and and new for everyone and i imagine your experience uh trying to lead and and shepherd our diocese through uh, not only the coronavirus but now even more recently uh some uh new new experiences or new awareness of the the racial strife that that flows through our society is really boiled to the surface again so your leadership is probably your sense of, of being a leadership and that responsibility is taken on uh, just a, a whole new aspect that you probably hadn't uh, hadn't been expecting or hadn't foreseen, of course, in your uh, expectations of what what leading a diocese would look like. Um, just maybe a big question here, but what are some things that you feel like? How how should we, as as the faithful, who are just so inundated with the the news about the coronavirus, always new new figures and new facts about that, and changing changing understanding, changing scientific awareness, as well as uh, just the the, the the racial strife that we see on the news, how should we as the faithful be receiving all of that and pondering it and responding to it? Well, that's a pretty big question, Father, but yeah. I, think, uh, <laughs> I think one thing that comes across very clearly is that we're probably not as in control of the world we live in as much as we'd like to yeah. think we are. You know, I think that <clears throat> the way the coronavirus came on us so quickly and suddenly and seemed to have such a, a dramatic impact on just the normal way of life that, or what we consider our normal way of life, we realize that we take a lot of things for granted. We realize that, you know, some things can be taken away from us very quickly, things that we think are, are so very important. But <clears throat> at the same time, we realize what really matters, you know, we, we come to an awareness of the things that are real priorities and which things are expendable, you know, which things are not as necessary. Um, I, I think we all saw that in those weeks when there was, you know, the so-called lockdown and yes. quarantine situation. My, my take on it is that more than ever, we need God in our lives. You know, we, we can't get through these um, upheavals in our lives without turning to God. Uh, you know, He sustains us, He guides us, He gives us a sense of peace through it all. You know, Pope Francis used that amazing event in St. Peter's Square at the Vatican in the late part of March, and he referred to the scene where, you know, the, the, the apostles were in the boat with Jesus during the storm at sea. And it was only by keeping their eyes on Jesus that they were able to uh, attain some peace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were able to come through that storm because they were with him. And that's, that's true for us as well. You know, that's really uh, our response in faith. We, we stay with our Lord. We continue to turn to him. We continue to look out for the needs of our brothers and sisters around us, of course, um, but uh, but we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. You know, a lot of the upheaval that's been going on these last weeks with the, the racial strife and the um, uh, unrest that has occurred in so many places, 
I think in that in, in that situation, it's a little different because those are man-made issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't bring the the COVID virus on ourselves, but the the issues of racism, the issues of rampant violence that just was unleashed, um, and, and the the attacks on each other, that's that's that comes from within us, and I think all of that to me seems like a, just a failure to recognize the the dignity, the the human dignity of each person. You know, whether that's motivated by racism or whether that's motivated by you know, anarchy and, and those kinds of um, sympathies. We, we can never, ever forget the dignity that every person has as a child of God. And as soon as we do forget that, then we can, we can expect violence to follow. I think mm-hmm. that's been true all through history, and we're seeing it happen here in our world. Right. If you're just tuning in, you're you're listening to Bishop John Fold of the Diocese of Fargo, and uh, I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Father Greg Hammond, and we're talking about uh, we're transitioning into talking about a, a column he wrote in the in the New Earth for this this new month. And uh, you know, Bishop, I, I really loved this quote from from part of your article, and, and going back to the basic truth of human dignity. And you know, we hear we hear the uh, the chants, right? Black Lives Matter. That that's one of the groups. And then you've got the people saying, you know, well, all lives matter, and everything like that. And uh, you know, it, it's just really interesting to me to see how we can just pick one group out and and focus on one group, and yet that one group. Uh, you know, all the needs of that group aren't, aren't being addressed in, in that one group. You know, we, we forget that there's many different, um, you know, abortions happening in, in our black communities. We forget that there's a lot of crime happening. Um, and, and, you know, just, just speak for a moment, if you could, about just the recognition that we all are one family. We all go through Although some some folks go through different issues, we we all go through challenges. We all go through trials and tribulations as as children of God. That's very true. You know, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that there are certain groups that have experienced a kind of oppression. They've experienced racism in our country, sometimes in our own communities. You know, we can't deny that fact. That's a reality, and. Um, it's not limited to one group. You know, the Black Lives Matter protest is is real, and yet there are, there are those kinds of examples of discrimination in, in many different settings and, and among different groups of people as well. And I, I, as I said in my column, which is going to appear in the New Earth and is on our website too, I, it just seems to me that all of it comes back to acknowledging the, the inherent dignity of every person. When we forget that, when we brush that aside, then it, it becomes so much easier to just dehumanize the person that's in front of us because they're different than we are. Um, I, I think it would be a terrible mistake to assume that everybody's racist or that you know our, our society or our nation or law enforcement or the church or you know a neighborhood, etc., that... The racism is inherent. I think racism is something that is real, and it's it's something that we have to grapple with. But I don't think we should jump to the conclusion that 
racism is everywhere you look. I just have not seen that in my experience. In fact, I I think that if we look at the, the recent history of our country, we find that we've made real strides against racism, and it's still around. There's no doubt about that. I have no doubt that there are still racist um, sympathies um, in various parts of our country and probably in our own communities. But, but we have to always... Um, come back to that, the holiness, the sacredness of each human life, and we have to acknowledge the needs of our brothers and sisters and not write off anybody. I think that's what happens too often. You know, we assume that uh, somebody isn't worth our time. Well, every person's worth our time. Every person is a, a son or a daughter of God, and our Lord didn't, didn't disregard anybody, and nor can we as his followers. So, I think that we have to be honest and we have to be humble in the face of the the racist issues that have, have arisen in our nation. But we also have to acknowledge that, um, you know, not everybody's racist. I think painting with too broad a brush is a mistake, and, and uh, we have to uh, do what we can to support one another and uh, acknowledge the the real needs that our neighbors have and you know, out of a sense of uh, compassion and charity and even justice, you know, we have to do everything we can to improve the, the lot of those around us who are in need and, and combat oppression or racism or discrimination wherever we can in our own way. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge, but I would say, you know, the, the violence that just sort of emerged out of those protests you know, that's not the response. I, I tried to make that point as well, that, you know, violence is not an answer, and the sort of wanton, aimless violence that we saw was really disastrous, I think, uh, and and really undid a lot of the, uh, the good that could have been accomplished uh, in those moments. So, yeah. Absolutely. Bishop, we do need to head to a quick break here, but we're going to continue over with the interview on the other side as we continue talking about your latest column in the New Earth, the diocesan publication for the Diocese of Fargo with the headline, Racism, Violence, and Our Need for God. Our discussion continues right after this. I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Well, I think our parishioners really like the the um, opportunity to be able to hear uh, and have that um, option available to be able to hear Catholic radio. When you turn on the radio station, you know, nowadays, music, you don't really turn on the radio station for music because everybody listens to their iPods and, you know, right. there's so many different ways. So when, we, when we're looking at radio, we want current information, we want to know what's going on. One of the problems is that if you turn on, you know, a commercial stations, the commercial, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason they're called commercial stations. You hear these commercials over and over right. and over again. And so that's one of the things about Catholic radio, right? It's commercial free. So we're listening right. to something 
that we're getting value from. And so today the question is, how can I, how can I give back to the value that I'm receiving? Kind of the value for value, right? Uh, you have to understand where the value comes from and the expenses and how being a listener, you support that and can contribute to that. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for staying with us as we head into our last segment here on Real Presence Live. We've been having a great morning, and we are now continuing our discussion with Bishop John Folda of the Diocese of Fargo. And uh, the topic this morning is his New Earth column for the month of June called Racism, Violence, and Our Need for God. We've obviously seen a lot of strife, a lot of uh, fear, and uh, just a whole lot of emotions surrounding us over the past few months, whether it be COVID or the riots and everything. And so we're, we're just having a discussion about that this morning and ultimately uh, directing us back to the Lord. So um, I'll just turn it over here to Father Hammond, my co-host this morning, as we continue our discussion. Well, Brandon, you brought up during the break how uh, St. Paul even uh, gives us direction here, reminding us that our battle in this life is not with, between, with flesh and blood, but with uh, the principalities and the powers that are uh, that are invisibly working around us, uh, there is a behind what our physical eyes can see. There is the reality of of a battle between good and evil, uh, good which is calling us from the voice of the Lord and 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 through through the saints and through the uh, the hearts that He has given us, calling Him, calling us towards Himself, uh, but also voices calling us away, and. Uh, what we see so much, I, th- I feel like when we when we w- are watching the news and uh, we are brought, our, our attention is brought not to the principalities and the powers that are uh, around us, but it, it is to the flesh and the blood. It's these uh, difficulties between different groups of people and calling for uh, for for reparation and, and calling for the, the toppling of statues of, of people or images of people that may have had uh, a, a life that is not perhaps perfect according to our, our 21st century standards and uh, and maybe a statue that wouldn't have been erected today if, if, if we were considering that today. But nonetheless, uh, even though there are true ways that we as, as, as people, citizens of our country, and also members of the the faithful, there are ways that we must come to have a communion and, and reconciliation with each other, so that we can have a, a harmonious society. But at the same time, uh, there's still a human heart, even if we are able to put together policies and and structures in our society that are perhaps less uh, racially. Uh, prejudiced than maybe they they are now there's still a human heart which wants to find too often wants to find reasons to separate ourselves from each other or to lift ourselves up uh, higher than our neighbor 
uh, whether it's because of race or it's because of economic class or it's because of talent or just the beauty of our yard and not to be too, uh, too trite about it all. But the, the, the principalities and the powers that are within the human heart are always trying to bring separation rather than unity and trying to bring uh, violence rather than peace. There's a really beautiful uh, reflection written by a priest named Father Josh Johnson, a priest down in uh, Louisiana, I believe. And uh, he wrote this really moving a prayer called, that he called the uh, a, a Rosary for Re- Racial Reconciliation, if I re- remember correctly, where he, I, I only heard a decade of it. I don't know if he wrote a whole uh, rosary with these scriptural meditations, but just trying to draw us to that personal awareness of ways that prejudice has taken root in our own hearts and how we as faithful, whether we feel like we are really close to racial strife uh, in, this, in the community that we live in, or if we feel separated from it, nonetheless, how we as Christians can pray for just peace and, uh, and, and brotherhood, fraternity in our, in our country and in our world. Bishop, what are your thoughts on the, on the spiritual aspect of, of the battle we face currently? Well, there's no question that the evil one sets us against each other. That's been his strategy from the very beginning. We see it at the, at the beginning of human history, even, you know, Cain versus Abel. And that's been going on, and it still goes on. Um, I, I think that there's a diabolical influence that uh, sets people against each other, communities against each other, you know, racial groups, uh, ethnic groups against each other. And our response, I think, has to be, no, we're not going to fall for that. We recognize God has created all of us. We know by our faith that we're all his children. But we have uh, a way to respond through prayer, through fasting, through our own works of charity, certainly by prayer. Father Hammond made reference to praying the rosary. You know, Our Lady is Queen of Peace, and she's Queen of all nations. And I think that we can certainly pray the rosary as a response to the, um, the darkness, the, the sadness, the, the violence that has kind of taken a grip on our, on our society. Um, I think prayer in general, prayer before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, Eucharistic prayer, adoration, is always going to put us back in touch with the one who is our Savior, who came to uh, be the Redeemer and the Savior of us all, of, of every people. Right. So by, by those types of prayer, and even our own personal prayer, and our own um, works of mercy and sacrifice, and even fasting, I think we can really take on these powers of darkness. And we're not doing it ourselves. We're actually bringing God's grace to bear on uh, the, the strife that we see around us. And, you know, our Lord, our Lord can overcome any of that if we're willing to let him, if we're willing to let him be the Lord. And uh, that requires a, a certain docility on our part and certainly a fervent prayerfulness. You know, in our, in our area, faith is very strong. Family life is very strong parish life is still very much alive, and I think we have to tap into that and, and bring all that goodness uh, of our Lord to bear on, on the, the challenges of our times. So, uh, you know, in a certain sense, we've been here before. We've seen strife in our world and in our nation before, and uh, 
those are the, the remedies that I think are always going to be available to us that come to us by our faith. Right, yeah. And, and towards the end of your column, Bishop, you have a line that said, unless we turn back to God, we will repeat again and again the descent into brutality and senseless violence that we have seen on display from coast to coast. And you were mentioning, and I just want to highlight this point, because in my own reflection, I think it's very true. You know, other than what we saw in Fargo at the end of May briefly, and then I think Sioux Falls got hit, and then, of course, the Twin Cities, our area, our listening area has been largely spared from a lot of this uh, violence and, and anything like that, do you think we have a special responsibility in the upper Midwest to return to that prey, to take it upon ourselves to be those warriors uh, who are praying for our, our country and, and our world? I do, I do. You know, we can't be complacent and assume that these things are never going to touch us, that we're somehow immune from those uh, violent influences, because we're not. You know, we, we, we have our own struggles and challenges were just as vulnerable as anybody to those influences. But we do have a responsibility and I think an opportunity to um, step into the breach, you might say, with prayer and with with mercy, with compassion, and uh, really be intercessors for our brothers and sisters around the country and pray for, you know, a, a, a certain graceful tranquility that God can bring to our, our nation right now. And I think we, we do have an op- obligation in faith and also an opportunity in faith to be, uh, as you said, Brandon, prayer warriors, to really uh, step up to the plate and, and bring this gift of faith to bear on the, the needs of our time. So, yes, definitely, I think we... We can certainly do that, and, and uh, we have the, the gift of faith that's been given to us. We shouldn't just put that on the shelf and, and let this be a political problem. It's not just mm-hmm. that. It really isn't. Absolutely. Bishop, we have about 15 seconds here. Just uh, some words of encouragement for those listening this morning who are seeing everything happening around us. You know, I think we just have to keep in mind that, you know, God is, is always with us. He's still... Uh, is is Lord of the universe, certainly he's Lord of our own lives. If, if we open the doors to him, his grace will be there for us wherever we need it, whenever we need it, and we, we need to uh, allow that grace to, to flow freely. And uh, if we're open to his presence in our lives, then we can be instruments of peace and instruments of grace to our brothers and sisters. So, uh, you know, that's just a... Uh, constant truth that I think we need to fall back on as people of faith, as followers of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you, Bishop. We appreciate your time this morning. Again, if you want to read the column, Racism, Violence, and Our Need for God, you can find it on the Diocese of Fargo's website. It's his June column in the uh, in the New Earth, the diocesan publication for the diocese. So thank you again, Bishop. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Good thank to you, be Bishop. with you. All right, Eli, let's uh, find out what's coming up on the next show, shall we? Hey, thanks, Brandon. Great show today. Another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Heather Carroll and Chris Motes, coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. They'll visit with Kelly Bartman from the Catholic Community Foundation of Eastern South Dakota about aiding those in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. Then Chris Motes, he's from the South Dakota Catholic Conference, will talk about a time to pray, reflect, and take action on religious liberty. Plus, Don Wolf, the IT director for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, will ask the question, can technology ever replace us? All that and a whole lot more coming up on our next Real Presence Live. That's going to be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Right back to you. 
Thanks, Eli. And uh, Father Hammond, we've come to the end of your first show. What'd you think? It's been good. It's been been a lot of fun. I really appreciate the invitation to join you on the show. I think you do a great job. Uh, We look forward to you you hosting again. Um, You know, we've got about 20 seconds here. Any final just thoughts uh, about the show that uh, that you'd like to leave with listeners? I always appreciate Real Presence Radio. Uh, Even if I'm not able to listen, I know that a lot of my parishioners listen and are just growing a lot, uh, whether they're members of the faith or they're just kind of stumbling upon it on their own radio dials. It does a lot for the faith in our diocese. Thanks for listening. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.